Hello, welcome back to the Play Hard Podcast. I'm uh, your host, Trevor. I'm here with Mom. How you doing, Mom? I'm good, Trevor. How are you? Doing great. Um, so today we have a pretty great episode. We have the playbook where we talk about our hobby, and we have the away game where we talk about a trip we've taken. So it's going to be a great episode, and uh, hope you enjoy it. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Pam, and I'm here to talk about my contribution to the playbook called Marbling Fabric. And I got interested in this several years ago. We went to a uh, thing called Winter Fair, which is in Columbus, Ohio. They probably have them everywhere. And it's artisans that have uh, booths set up and, and you, they sell not just crafts, but arts, I would say. They're, they're professionals. They have to get accepted to go to this thing. So everything's really nice. And at this one particular booth, they had it set up. So you, it was, uh, they were selling marbled fabrics and they had it set up so you could marble if you wanted to. And so, of course, I wanted to. And so I made a scarf. Um, and I was kind of disappointed when it, I got it back because only one side, when you marble fabric, only one side of the fabric dies. It doesn't die both sides of the fabric. So it was hard to wear it as a scarf because it was not only done on one side. So it's more of a table runner or a something to hang on the wall than it is a scarf. But it was still fun. I love the art of it. And that's why it became a hobby. Um, and then I was I inherited some fabrics from my husband's aunt. And I was um, seven years after her death. And then I was going through her fabrics and I found some um, marbled scraps that she had done. And I remembered at that time that her, um, Trevor's grandma, my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. had uh, gone to a class with um, her sister, who was the aunt whose things I acquired. And she, there were three there were actually four, but I only found three at this time, um, marbled fabrics. And so I framed them and they're now hanging them in our family room. <laughs> so, Very cool. yeah, it is, it's kind of a thing. And so then I got to looking on the internet and tried to figure out, um, how you make such things. Cause I thought it was really kind of cool. And, uh, it was a craft that I could do with my frenzies and it was, uh, <laughs> something I wanted to learn to do. So I did some reading and I found on YouTube and Pinterest, lots of tutorials and I found that in, even though I was calling it marbling fabric, in Turkey, they call it Ebru, spelled E-B-R-U. And in Japan, they call it sum, Suminagashi. I'm probably saying that all wrong, but you get the idea. <laughs> so, um, and what you do is you have to use either cotton or silk. Um, you can also, people also do paper. Um, I did only fabric, but you can also do papers this way. And you have to use either cotton or silk, uh, not synthetic fabrics, but natural fabrics. And you treat the fabric with a solution of water and alum before you start. And you let that dry. And then you um, treat um, some water in a pan with um, a seaweed-derived gelling agent called carrageenan that I got on Amazon. <laughs> and then, I'm, am I messing up the spell, pronunciation of that, too? I don't no, know. it's just <laughs> okay. so funny that seaweed dry like how does somebody discover something like that? yeah i don't know <laughs> i guess it happened in japan so maybe because they're on island country, yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Probably it. yeah um and then you use 
a four teaspoons of the of this uh, gelling agent to every gallon of water. And then you have to refrigerate that for 24 hours and then bring it to room temperature before you use it for marbling fabric. And then you pour it into a disposable pan. I don't suppose it has to be disposable, but I use a disposable pan. Um, and you put it to um, just about fingertip um, depth. That's how our fingernail depth, I guess you'd say about, I don't know how much is that a half an inch maybe. Mm-hmm. And then you, um, you drop paint on it. There's a special paint I ordered for this. And I don't know. I, it's just called paint for marbling fabric. And I didn't know whether to try other paints or just use those. So I just use those and you drop it on the water and then you, and then you can use either a skewer to make designs or you got straw to blow designs or whatever. And then you lay the fabric down on top of that water. And then the um, design goes on the fabric on one side of the fabric. And then mm-hmm. after it's saturated, the fabric starts to kind of sink a little bit. You lift it out, rinse it in clear water and hang it to dry. And it bec- it's a, um, it's a, I don't know, it's got a design and all the colors you wanted on it. So uh, could you, a- could you just, after you take it out, flip it over and get the other side? Um, yes, I think after it dries, I don't think you'd want to do it until it dried. Um, I think you'd want to wait till it dried. So, um, we, we, uh, played it a little bit with that, but it was hard to get the same design again. Um, mm. on the, you know, because we aren't very, we weren't very good at it, but that's what you could do. And I actually thought about putting my scarf in trying to replicate the design I'd made oh. <laughs> at the time. So I'd have the scarf to be able to use as a scarf, but I was afraid I'd mess mm-hmm. it up. So I didn't do it. So, yeah but I had tried it and I haven't done this lots of times, but I've done it several times. I, I, I do mm-hmm. enjoy uh, doing it. And it's kind of a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a creative uh, outlet and something fun to do in a group or something fun to do by myself. So mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed it. So anyway, and then so you, I said, I framed the three at my house and then I went to go through more fabric and I, that I had found those three all in the green. She had her fabric separated by colors and that was all in the green box. Well, then I went through the blue box and I found another one that she had done. And so I framed mm-hmm. that and gave it to our daughter for her birthday. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's my who did you Who did you uh, marble with? Um, the Frenzies. You... My Frenzies. Okay. Yeah, they are, they're a fabric people. They are quilters and they'll enjoy mm-hmm. uh, anything related to fabric. So they uh, enjoyed that. So I told them all to make theirs into something after it was marred. They could either frame it or make it into something, a pillow or a quilt block or yeah. whatever. Haven't seen those yet, but uh, someday I will. <laughs> cool. So yeah, so that's my contribution to the playbook this week. Marbling. Well, I learned fabric. something new. There you go. <laughs> it was uh, similar to when you were dyeing your discs. The d- the way you manipulate the design with the skewers yeah, and all that skewers. stuff. So I, yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so how about you, Trevor? What's your contribution this week to the playbook? So uh, my contribution to the playbook is chess and i've talked about chess before in a, a, a list of my favorite board games i believe um but i'm gonna elaborate a little bit on it i'm gonna elaborate on it a little bit um because i really love it um i go through uh stints of like playing a lot or not playing at all right so i i learned chess um from my dad when i was uh, like in seventh grade, or probably younger than that. I don't know, seventh grade, I think it was. Um, and I, my dad just taught me like the basics and then he taught me one move where you could get somebody in checkmate with three moves. Uh-huh. And I, and I was in a chess tournament in seventh grade in my high school or my, my 
in middle school, and I won the chess tournament because I knew that free move thing and nobody else. <laughs> so, um, but that was that was when I learned, and then I I really liked it, and I so I played more, and um, you know I played off and on through um, you know through middle school and a little bit of high school. I played I used to play Yahoo Chess a lot, where Yahoo Chess gives you a rating and. Um, I don't know if it still does. I haven't played that in a long time, but that's on the um, computer. Yahoo's on the computer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I played Yahoo Chess on the computer, and I, um, you know, my rating wasn't very good, but I like playing. It was fun. Okay. Um, so that was about all I did until I was in a uh, study hall at school, and my math teacher liked chess. Like he really liked chess, and I was one of the only people in the room it played so we he i would play him every study hall and he smoked me at first like he would beat me so bad um and he towards the end he still beat me most of the time but occasionally i'd beat him or we'd get um stalemates so it was uh you know i definitely got better at chess playing with him um i have never Anybody that has been trained in chess and knows the moves, like if somebody does this and counter with this, like that kind of thing, they will smoke me. Like I'm not, I have not actually studied chess and um, <laughs> that kind of thing. But um, I, you know, I hold my own against other people that haven't. So mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. Um, more recently, I uh, started playing with my buddy Jason. Um, he uh, just started re- really getting into chess, and he started. He just started studying, uh, you know, studying chess and learning the moves and stuff. So it won't be long until he's going to be really bad. <laughs> I thought about trying to, um, you know, learn some stuff myself, like learn techniques and moves. And stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just not as uh, it takes some of the enjoyment out for me. Right. Um, <laughs> he, but he did. It was funny. He, he did introduce me to the world of. Uh, like there's watch YouTube and there's like chess, like people playing chess, professionals, and there's commentators talking about their moves. It's crazy. <laughs> it's I mean, and they make it exciting. It's it's intense. Did you see the series that was on the Queen's Gambit? Yes, the Queen's <laughs> Gambit is why he started getting so interested. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was very good. I mean, I play, yeah. I, I know how to play chess. I'm not good at chess, but I know how to play it. And I just yeah. thought that was so interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, yeah, chess is, I just love the strategy of it. Like the games I like are games that like strategy and that you don't have to make a move really fast. Um, I just don't like having to think quick. It's just not relaxing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, okay. I don't know. My strategy typically is just to trade down all my pieces and play with fewer pieces and not have all the pieces on the board. Um, I have trouble thinking enough moves ahead to be very good at it. But my Mm -hmm. favorite was always, and I'm going to, I, is it called the knight? I always call it the horse, (laughs) but it's it's called the knight, but it's my favorite one to move. (laughs) (laughs) Because you move it in an L kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's tricky. Yeah. Anyway. That's uh, chess. That's my contribution to the playbook. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Okay, very good.
Hello. Um, this is Trevor, obviously, and I am going to lead things off when we talk about the away game. Um, so for my away game, I am going to talk about a trip I took to Richmond, Virginia. Um, so Richmond, Virginia is about an hour and a half away from Norfolk, Virginia. Um, and my wife's friend, one of her best friends, was getting married. Um, so my wife's friend is actually already married, but because of COVID, they were not able to have a ceremony. So a year and a half later, um, we had the ceremony. It was great. Cool. Big party. It was, yeah, it was very fun. Um, <laughs> I feel bad for the people that had to miss their weddings. I'm glad that they're doing, they did that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I mean, it, it was, a it was a vow renewal, what they call it. Right? Okay. I mean, they already married for a year and a half. So. Right. <laughs> um, it was good though. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, um, we didn't book the hotel in time to get into the block of rooms for the, you know, with the wedding party. Um, so first off, let me say Tiffany was the matron of honor. for oh, this wedding. Nice. Yeah. So she was, yeah, very important. For the, she, um, so it would be nice to be with like the rest of the people coming to the wedding, you know, in that block of rooms and stuff like that. But we were not able to do it because we waited too long. And if we would have booked, it would have been like $300 a night. Not about that. So we ended up staying at a Holiday Inn Express near the airport instead. <laughs> um, and it was fine. It was good. It was good. Uh, good room. And uh, so we get up there. I take a, we take a half day off work on Friday. We get up there uh, about four. We go to dinner at five thirty, and at dinner they did something really unique that I've never seen before. And that they just it was like popcorn. Everybody would stand up and like talk about, like have some story or some antidote or some speech about the, um, you know, the bride and groom. Oh, and fun! I yeah, it was cool. And I was like a little skeptical at first. Because, I mean, a lot of the times whenever alcohol and, you know, giving people the opportunity to speak in front of people mix, you're going to get a lot of, like, just uh, people that are not necessarily, like, prepared or, you know, just just ramblers, right? Yes, and and insincere and people that are doing it for show instead of for the sincerity. Exactly, exactly. And I am just so, like, so first of all, this is the rehearsal dinner only is the wedding party, right? There were 10 people on each side. So there were 10 groomsmen and 10 bridesmaids. And their spouses. So, and their spouses there. So there was a fair amount of people there. And a lot of them talked. Like, <laughs> I bet, like, I, no, I did not. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Did, did um, Tiffany? No, not that. No, not the rehearsal dinner because she was matron of honor and gave a speech at the reception. Ah, okay. But you're you're uh, you're stealing my thunder. So oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, my whole point, all this to say, a lot of people were there, and probably twelve of them like gave like stood up and gave talks or anecdotes and stuff like that, and they were all so good. Like they were all like, 
professional speakers. It was crazy. Especially <laughs> it was it was insane. <laughs> Heartfelt, funny. I mean I mean, I think that people definitely had some warning. So they were like they had a little time to prepare and they they made the most of it because it was great. Good. Um very impressive. Yeah. Um and then so that night a lot of the people hung out or some people hung out afterward, but we went back to the hotel and went to bed because Tiffany was the first one to get her, you know, hair prepared at the you know, the next day at seven thirty in the morning. Oh. <laughs> so um and the ceremony wasn't until three three thirty. So it was gonna be a long day for her and I take about twenty minutes to get ready. So it's, <laughs> I, it was it was uh I had the day to myself in Richmond. Um <laughs> So I drop her off at 7.30. I, well, I get, there's like free hotel breakfast. So I grab some grab and go stuff and I uh, eat it on the way to drop her off. We, I drop her off and I have the whole day to myself. So I decided to go to Bryan Park and play disc golf. Uh, I knew you were um, going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I planned ahead. It was, I brought my disc. So Bryan Park is a really cool park that I've always heard about. I never got a chance to play. So it was really, it really, overlapped well that i uh i got to go to do that um i didn't shoot very well i shot like plus seven which whatever um but it was yeah it was really cool park a lot of elevation change a lot of big open bomber shots right so you can throw a long way you're gonna do really well at that course um and then uh after that I grabbed some Chipotle and I took it back to my hotel and I watched the Ohio State Buckeyes smoke the uh, Michigan State Spartans. We watched that here too. My goodness, were they good yeah. yesterday? Gosh, <laughs> I hope really the I, yeah, I hope the Ohio State Michigan game goes the same way. Yeah, I anyway, do too. <laughs> um, my uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so then I didn't actually get to watch the fourth quarter, but. I didn't need to. Yeah, um, you didn't. <laughs> no, I got ready. I Ubered to the wedding and um, we had a great time. I mean, so Tiffany had her, or Tiffany gave her, well, the ceremony was lovely. It was a lot of people standing on a small stage, though, because it was like, you know, 10 <laughs> bridesmaids, 10 groomsmen. Um, then we get to the reception. Tiffany uh, killed her speech. There was so the matron of honor, the maid of honor, and the best man. Um, so the best man was the brother of the groom, and the maid of honor was the sister of the bride. I see. So Tiffany was the only one that was not a uh, 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 a relative. Yeah, <laughs> pretty honored. So yes. Um, she gave a speech and it was a mixture of you know funny and it was have you ever seen the movie Wedding Crashers? Yes. I always say like uh-huh. yeah, go 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 um sentimental because like uh-huh. yeah. She she did a good mixture of like funny and sentimental. And uh-huh. it was short and she killed it. Looked like she had been you know looked like she was you know, born to do that. Um cool. so she was after that, afterwards, she was very relieved and ready to party. So after that, we, um, you know, we normal wedding reception, this big, beautiful ballroom at the hotel in downtown Richmond, and we, uh, you know, 
danced, and then we went to a um, a bar for the after party, and I played some pool. Just fun. I met a lot of Tiffany's friends, um, which who I'd never met. It was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Then we uh, we got home at like midnight and went straight to sleep. Mm-hmm. Woke up today and uh, cruised back to Norfolk. Very nice. So, Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Great trip. Mm-hmm. So I hope you enjoyed my uh, contribution to the away game. Yeah, very good. Um, I think the way they're doing breakfast at the hotels in COVID are, is interesting. So, so they did a normal breakfast. Oh, they did. Oh, I stayed yeah. at a hotel a couple weeks ago or last week, I guess, and they just had a sack breakfast um, with a bagel and a muffin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm glad I that's not was, the case anymore. Yeah. So anyway, I had yeah. three bowls of cereal this morning. It was delicious. Okay. <laughs> I haven't had that for a while. Huh? <laughs> so, okay. Well, my contribution to the playbook, or I'm sorry, to the away game is our trip to New Orleans, um, Louisiana and Vicksburg, Mississippi. And this happened in 2013 in May. Um, we flew to NOLA, which is what the locals call New Orleans, Louisiana, Uh, Midway through the week, we rented a car and drove to Vicksburg. So um, while we were in New Orleans, we ate good seafood. We ate beignets. We did the hop-on, hop-off bus. We took a bicycle tour. We were the only two people on the bicycle tour, which made it really fun because we had lots of opportunities for questions and answers. Um, And he took us through a tour of a cemetery, which is a very common tour in New Orleans because everybody's buried above ground and they... uh, it's a lot of famous people and a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. We also drove by Sandra Bullock's house and Sandra Bullock's one of my favorite actresses. So I was happy to see where she lived. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also did my favorite part of the whole week was a culinary tour um, that was billed as a culinary history and tasting tour. We went to seven different restaurants. We ate seafood gumbo, turtle soup, beef brisket, red beans and rice, gelato, and pralines and each place would tell us nola yeah yes exactly which was the whole point <laughs> and they uh did uh oh a little, told us a little history about their restaurant and about the food and why it's you know one of their uh mainstays or whatever and and uh it was just fun it's just, i like to look for culinary tours now when i go places because it's a a good way to to learn the history of the community and to eat some good food too and move around a little bit so um, we also toured an outstanding World War II museum. And I think if you were to ask my husband what his favorite part of the trip was, he'd say the World War II Museum. It was really, really quite good. Mm-hmm. My problem with it was, is we weren't allowed to take pictures inside. We can only take pictures outside. And a lot of times when I go on a trip, the pictures are how I remember things. And so I prefer to have the pictures um, when I'm finished. So well, now you have an audio recollection. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But it was a really well done museum out just outstanding. So then we drove to Vicksburg and went to, we, um, we saw also saw a lot on the drive of the damage done by, um, Katrina and the rebuilding that was being done. So that was interesting too. Uh, we drove to Vicksburg and went to the Vicksburg national military park. And we learned more about the battle of new Orleans and toward another cemetery, and then toward a ship called the Cairo um, that had been used during the Civil War. And Cairo's claim to fame is that it was the first armed vessel to be sunk by a torpedo in the history of warfare ever. So mm. that was interesting. So and then we drove back to New Orleans and we flew home. 
So that was my, uh, my, uh, trip to our trip to new Orleans. We did walk down bourbon street. Um, and I've stopped to try to stop at a couple of places, which is what normal tourists do, but the smell was so bad. <laughs> I didn't like the smell of bourbon street. So the thing that everybody does is eat beignets and go to bourbon street. And I enjoyed the beignets a whole lot better than I did the, the bourbon street. You yeah. Know? So anyway, but, uh, and we also walked through a casino. There's a casino there, you know, mm-hmm. saw, the, saw the place where they play the uh, football stadium, which I can't think of the name of it now. Superdome. Yeah, saw the Superdome, that kind of thing. We did those usual touristy things, too. But yeah. my favorite part was still the culinary tour, and Charlie's favorite part was still the World War II Museum. Yeah. So, yeah. So cool. anyway, yeah. So that's it for the away game this week. All righty. Okay, that concludes another episode of the Play Hard podcast. We thank you for listening and we um, hope you've enjoyed it. And we uh, look forward to uh, doing another one soon. And we hope you'll tune into that one too. We appreciate all of you listeners. Please let your friends know so they can tune in too. Yeah, tell them. (laughs) Okay, bye everybody. See you next time.